In the holy name of Jesus, amen. amen. Several years ago, I was able to go to Washington, D.C. as I took one of my friends back to her home in Virginia after our, last, or our junior year of college. I had never been to Washington, D.C. before, and I was able to go and see all of the sights. The most gripping of the sights that I can recall from my time there was the Vietnam War Memorial. Maybe you have seen it in person, maybe you've seen it online. The slabs of shiny rock have 58,000 plus names etched in stone of everybody who died in that war. But as you're looking at those names etched in stone, you can see your reflection in the stone. There you are looking at those who have perished, but you're standing, living, breathing, and free among those who have deceased from this world. This is why we are here tonight. Jesus Christ, true God and true man, has been crucified for us and for our salvation. But when we see Jesus on the cross, we might become a little uncomfortable. I had one parishioner one time who told me, I am utterly reviled and disgusted when I see a crucifix. Some might think it even is a bit Roman Catholic. But why? Why are we opposed to seeing Jesus, our Lord and Savior, hanging on the cross? We might say, well, he rose from the dead. Yes, he did. And therefore, we should also be looking at the empty tomb. But tonight we pause and we take a moment to look at the price that Jesus paid for you. To be crucified is to be erased blotted out from your own life and from the lives of those that you knew and that you loved or those who maybe even followed you. To be crucified was the message from the government. Get in line. Behave. Don't go against the authorities or else you'll pay. Don't be like this person. It was very public, full of shame. Our images of the crucifixion of Jesus today are actually very tame, where we have him pictured with a cloth hanging about him. But to be crucified in Jesus' time meant that there you were, stark naked, for everyone to see as you drew your last breath. Publicly shamed, publicly humiliated, all because of your offenses. Death is a very private and hidden thing for us today, which is why I think at times looking at Jesus on the cross freaks us out. I can't even imagine what it would be like to live in a world where humans nailed other humans to the cross. Could you imagine going down here on Markham by the War Memorial and seeing people being crucified every weekend? How awful. People left for days to die a torturous and shameful death. It was engineered by the Romans just for this purpose. Cicero called it the most cruel and disgusting way to die. Yes, this is how you get rid of a person. This is how you off them forever. This is how you crush a movement and how you send a very clear message to those who oppose you. This is why the world stops tonight. 
Jesus came amongst us to redeem us, to love us, and to forgive everything that we have done against God and against each other, and to show us a better way, a perfect way, a holy way. And how do we respond? Let's have him killed. The cross. What did we do to love incarnate? This is what we do to God. It wasn't enough to just simply ignore him. We say, along with those people, crucify him. Nail him to the tree. And how often do we choose this way? How often does love come to you and forgiveness and mercy and hope come to you through God's word, through his gifts of the sacraments, and we reject it? How often do we sit in the face of holiness and respond with violence against each other? We think that we know so much. We think that we're so much better and smarter that we've got better ideas. But how has that truly been working for all of us? Thousands upon thousands of years of human history are nothing but filled with war and genocide, with violence and oppression, with people being brutal to one another every step of the way. And now we're not even worried about that. We're just simply trying to survive. Trying to survive a disease that seems to be in the rearview mirror. Trying to survive debt that we cannot get, out of, get under control. And so how do we do take care of these things? We distance ourselves from each other and we take on more debt. So much that no one even understands. In the end, we are telling God who gives us everything we know better. Nail him to the cross, let's make him disgusting. And until we die, that is what you and I will continue to do. The good news is, is that despite our best efforts of pushing Jesus out of our lives, at destroying the very God who created us, sealing a tomb and locking him away forever, the word got out. The light of the world cannot be extinguished. Christ and his love for you cannot be shut down. Today is a day, yes, of repentance, but it is also a great day of joy and hope because God will not leave you. We literally did the worst thing that we could do to someone, and yet he still rose on the third day. And he went to define his disciples and friends and even came to somebody like Paul who was killing part of Jesus' church left and right. And now he has come to you this day. You, me, in the 21st century where things seem to be changing but yet things always seem to be the same. It's lovely. It's a brilliant thing. It's a marvelous thing. God does not give up on you though you've given up on him so often. He does not leave you. He will not leave you. We threw him into the trash can. We did our best to get rid of him, and yet he is alive and walks today. Miracle of miracles that this Jesus, whom you crucified, is buried and raised from the dead, and he has now walked into your life, baptizing you into his death and his resurrection into what has been done and given to him. He has given you a life that cannot die, a light that cannot be extinguished. 
Tonight, amidst the darkness and the gloom and doom, always, always remember this. He is not angry with you, for all of the anger of the world has been poured out onto him. He is not vengeful against you, even though we have harmed our neighbors as much as ourselves and God. He is love, and he continues to hold this whole world together. Instead of seeing your name etched in stone at some memorial never to live again, your names are written on the palms of his hands and in his very book of life. Let the world do its worst to him. Though we wage war against him daily and wage war against each other, you stand here tonight, living and alive in the reflection of Jesus' cross, his death, and his glorious resurrection. To Christ alone be the glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen.